It's the doc and the deacon, stethoscope and hope, talking everything from poop to the pope. One believing in spiritual miracles, the other believes in movement bowels that are irritable. Two dads, more like two brothers, and they breaking bread like the Last Supper. This show won't get negative feedback, that'd be like the deacon prescribing a Z-Pack. So don't get it twisted like a Philly pretzel, Foles already told y'all that Philly special. Take notes from the knowledge they're teaching, pay attention, it's the doc and the deacon speaking. Welcome to Doc and the Deacon, a podcast about two dads, one of us believing in the power of science, one of us believing in the power of Jesus, and both of us believing in the power of an ice-cold beer. So recently, uh, we just we just got back from our first, what do you call it, a couple's trip? It was like a sleepover. The first sleepover. It's like a little mini camp. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense, right? Mini yep. camp. It was mini camp for Doc and the Deacon. Except for the fact we were working. Yeah, like a, like a mini camp. Yeah, right? like it was. That's, they were football it was. season, right? It's like the OTAs are optional, and then the mini camps are like, everybody's always talking like, oh, you got to be at mini camp, or he's not in. Like, if the guy doesn't show up, will he come? Is it a money thing? Whatever. We were both there. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we showed up. It wasn't, it could have yeah. been voluntary, but I'm not Dr. Oz yet, so I had to show up. Yeah. We Thankfully. Were, we were definitely, we were both in. Uh, we're, there were no contract disputes. Doc and the Deacon were about it, about it. And, uh, well, I, you know, the, it was great for me because it was the city of angels. The city of angels? Yeah, L.A. You mean like Los Angeles? Yeah, Los Angeles. To live city. and die in L.A. is the place to be. Got to be there to show it. Uh, Tupac sure loved L.A. Oh, Shakur. Yeah, Tupac Shakur. From yeah. New York, but yeah. uh, then, uh, you know, settled in L.A. I, I, don't I mean, he only lived to 25. Yeah, I mean, so... But he was definitely uh, part of the West Coast gang, right? He sure was. Yeah. What, what was the name of that? Uh, was that uh, Death Row? Oh, yeah. Death Row Records. Yeah, it was always, uh, you saw always something going on between Death Row and, um, was it Bad Boy? Yes. I was scared of Suge Knight. Yeah. I was scared of Suge Knight. But we did not go out there for a scary reason. No. We actually got offered an attempt to shoot a pilot... For Doc and the Deacon, the reality television show. Doc and the Deacon, coming at you live. Well, not, but recorded, and then edited, and then watched in front of a TV screen, so almost live. So, uh, yes. <laughs> recorded, recorded, you know, you ever seen those ones where they do recorded in front of a live studio audience? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know what that means. I guess that means there's people watching, and they're recording it. But it's not actually. But then they edit it. Well, of course they edit it. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, but I will tell you, the I've never, minus a few news clips, been on like you know on television and things like this. And I will tell you, the first thing is that the sound guy and the the director of production, you don't mess with those guys. Yeah, the DP. Oh, that yeah. Was a, yeah, the director of photography. So or, I'll tell you, yeah. one, of, one of my favorite things was um, we were getting mic'd up, right? And, and the guy doing our microphones, he was, he was definitely a perfectionist. But at one point, because the shirt the deacon was wearing, they had to put fake chest hair on the deacon so that, his, so that your microphone didn't rattle around. And they kept being like, move, shake it to see if you... Uh... Yeah, well, it wasn't just the shirt. It was my actual chest hair. And so he had to put chest hair in the shirt to mirror the chest hair on my chest... I mean, I, little did I know that you were going to manscape 
before we went there, and that that would actually, uh, outside of you itching, like every five seconds, I felt like you were like, uh, you know how when you get a cast on your leg, and you're and you're like reaching that. I felt like in between takes, you were, you were like uh, itching a lot. Do you remember the Seinfeld when when Newman got fleas? Uh, no. All right, so there's a great Seinfeld episode where Newman got fleas. And, and Jerry gets fleas in his apartment and it's because Newman was in there and, and you know, because Newman's the mailman and he, the dogs and whatever. And Jerry comes up to talk to him. He's like, Newman, you know, what's happening? And, and Newman, like, would, was trying not to scratch himself. And so while Jerry was talking, every time Jerry would look away, he would, he would, like, go crazy scratching himself. And I felt like that was you after your little manscaping project. So I, I shouldn't have turned my chest. I admit that. That was a, that was a mistake. But it didn't itch that bad. I did fine. But I will tell you, speaking of getting flus and being in random places, since we were shooting, like, on site in different people's homes, um, different people, actually, we were, we were interviewing, uh, different patients who had different uh, medical afflictions or medical issues. Yeah. Uh, one dealing with alcohol, one dealing with alien abduction, um, some different really kind of uh, <laughs> interesting and yet, yet heavy topics. We, we had uh, seven outfit changes seven. in 48 hours. Yeah. I felt like J-Lo. <laughs> you know what? At one point, I'm in this random person's house, and she comes over like to the side, and I'm, and I'm trying to change. I have like my garment bag, and I have like no pants on, and she comes into like her kitchen, and she's like, oh, hi. And I was like, oh, hi. I'm Doc from Doc and the Deacon. Do you mind if I put some pants on in your kitchen? Yeah, and you know what was the coolest part about that house was Brett Michaels had once rented it out. It looks like Brett Michaels had just left that house. It was oh, yeah. kind of destroyed. Was little, it was a, tough at this point. There was some... Uh, Brett Michaels has a type 1 diabetes. I did not know that. Yeah. I'll pray for him. Uh, he could use it. He but there was it. a great view there, right? The view, right? There was this golf course. And that was a beautiful house. Great location. Oh. Great location, I should call it. We're supposed to call it location. It, it was very interesting, you know... Um, Interviewing patients and doing a live reality show is definitely something that we can do. It's kind of something I do all day as is. And I'll tell you what drove me nuts, though. Me? No, not you. You were actually really well behaved. Oh, thank you. Yeah. It was when they would, the like production people, the sign guides, would pause us because a plane was flying over. I'd be getting into like asking how someone's darkest feelings or the relationships with their families were affecting their day in, day out. And they're like, pause, pause, pause for playing, pause for playing. And I was like, I've had enough. But he was really, plane. he was really detailed because he, he knew he, he'd say this plane is going to leave is going to be out of here in eight seconds. So go back to the line mm. when you were saying. And I, I think that was that was one of the funniest parts is because we would we were look, the first time they said it, we both looked at each other like, what line? Oh, the best part <laughs> is the director's like, there was no line. We're going to do this and that, and I was like, okay, well, give us some ideas, but let us just get started and do our thing. I think we'll be fine. And luckily they, uh, you know, were helpful, but kind of let us do our thing. I can't wait to see... Um... The sizzle reel. You know what a yeah, sizzle yeah, yeah. reel is? A sizzle reel is the fact that executives had too short of an attention span That's it. to watch an entire pilot. Give it to me. So we did three mini pilots that will be broken down to a four-minute trailer that then is going to attempt it to be sold to like... Oh, the four minutes is going to be broken down to about two and a half minutes. Mm-hmm. Right, so they said they said they're going to distill it down to like seven minutes and have like this little mini trailer. Yeah, and then they're going to break that down into like a two and a half minute thing, and we got to be able to get them okay. in that amount of time. Discovery Health, NBC, or Netflix? Where would you want it to be sold to? 
Um, I'm going to say Netflix. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to be Adam Sandler. I'm going to sign a Netflix oh. deal. I'm going to put everything on Netflix. Put all my money into Netflix. So we had this discussion the other day. The Deacon, like everyone around our age, loves Adam Sandler, and he's seen every movie that Adam Sandler made before, before he went on Netflix. And now that we have a Netflix account, you've seen zero of them. That's true. What's one of them? The Cobbler. The Cobbler gets you. But I will tell you, in Los Angeles, we realized very quickly that we were um, not from there. Yeah. So we go out to we go out for drinks the first night. We don't have to record uh, the next day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, as we walk in, I see there's a family at a table with friends, and they're just smoking marijuana. Yeah. Which is very different. It's just, just in restaurants in Philadelphia. Out in the open. Yeah. So then we go in, and and you know what the best part is? Every single person working in the food industry is attempting to be in the entertainment industry. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I love the one bartender. He was a voiceover. There were actresses. Everybody has their own production company. Oh, yeah. He had his own production company. Oh, right? yeah. I'm a voiceover. 50% of our Uber drivers had a production yeah. company. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so the other thing that I realized, so it's late at night and we're supposed to go someplace. We're going to go another. And we decide there's no one coming. So we just cross the streets. Just cross the street. All you have to do is go from point A to point B. And you know what they always say. The fastest way to do that. Is a straight line. You know what? And my kids are not allowed to listen to this, but I did look both ways, and we walked across the street, and I will tell you. We even pressed the button. We did. The button hadn't but turned yet. we didn't wait for the button to turn to put that little walkie guy. You know, because when you're at the crosswalk, there's... And there, it's not even like there's a hand and a walkie person. It's because it's L.A., it's fancy. The person is red, and then when it's time to go... It turns green, and then they become animated, and they do little walkie steps, right? And then you get a countdown. It's like a 15-second countdown. And we just walked. We did. And immediately, the Woo! lights go on, and Woo! the five are after us. Five and you know what? I want to say, uh, I sure appreciate everything police officers do, and I do not want this to be any way, but uh, they came up, and they're like, do you guys realize you were jaywalking? We're like, no, uh, we're not from here. We're from Philadelphia. And they immediately look at us, and they go, oh, okay then. It was You're pretty in Los Angeles now. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, that was, uh, that was definitely a wake-up call. Uh, I mean, we were so careful walking. But nobody walks anywhere. Literally had me checking my pulse right after that. <laughs> we then tried to go to the Chinese theater. We wanted to go see the, uh, the stars, the yeah. Walk of Stars. Yeah. The deacon wanted to, the deacon kept looking around. So uh, along the walk of stars to go, this would be a good spot for my name to go. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it would be <laughs> over here. And you know what? And my favorite star that we saw was Bob Hope for Stethoscope and Hope. Stethoscope and Hope. Yeah. But so we go and we ask people, hey, how do we get on the, uh, on the subway? And they're like, oh, no, no, nobody uses it. We're like, oh, I think we could figure it out. And like, oh, it's kind of complicated. So we go downstairs. And the guy couldn't be nicer. Yeah, he was fantastic, right? Yeah, and it's one stop away. One stop away. It was literally one stop away. So we thought, maybe we could just walk there. Yeah. And then when we said we could walk there, they said no. Because you have to drive everywhere in Los Angeles. Everywhere. You have to either have to drive, or you have to ride one of those motorized uh, scooters that get left everywhere. Oh, those things. In the driving, um, the roads, the one road is like eight lanes. On each side. Yeah. The traffic was awful, and it reminds me of that. Remember the movie Swingers? You're so money, you don't even realize it? Yeah. Actually, you're so money, but you definitely realize it. Yeah. I mean, the houses and the hills, uh, it, was, it was definitely an experience. 
Yes. But in Swingers, I loved it that like everyone going to the party, there were like eight people going from one party to another. All eight went and got in their own car. Yeah. And yeah, then we'd oh, never do that. And it, no, we would never do but that. But what we realized is that um, the Deegan had never been in the car when I was driving. No. And we've been friends for, you know, seven, seven eight years. Year? Yeah. Crazy. But, uh, but, you know, I thought what was... So, as, as we're driving somewhere, right? So, the, the part here is, when we're driving, it's not me actually driving somewhere. It's me driving with a car mic'd up so that we could pick up oh, a yeah. young man from a sober house. That's right. And so, as they come, they're like, who do you think should drive the car? And they're like, we should probably have the doc do it. So, they mic up the car. And we can tell that they're not ready for everything and they're just doing things. And so we basically start just chirping at the microphone guy. Yeah. <laughs> and he basically continued to turn our microphones off for all I the hope, things we kept saying. Today. I hope Luis is listening. Oh, yeah. You know what? He, he, the next day he saw Luis, me. After, after our first day of recording, he's like, uh, so my, uh, this girl I'm dating has strep throat and, you know, she'd had three <laughs> days of antibiotics. What does that mean for me? And I'm like, oh, you're in a bad place, my man. And he's like, we just made out a little bit. And I was like, ooh, a little strep or a lot? And he's like, oh, I don't know. I think she just had a little. And it doesn't matter one way or another. He was probably fine. But Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. On, on location. They say reality shows, you have to have a picking someone up scene. Yeah. Why? We had a picking someone up, a dropping someone. But I, I have to tell you. All you, all you had to do was cut in after this one car and pull up next to the sidewalk. And I think we had to do three takes. We did two takes. Because you couldn't get next to I mean, everybody knows that as soon as your front wheel passes the fender of the car that you want, then you start cutting. And you were waiting to get to like the middle of the door and cut. And everyone, every time we're on an angle. Two, it, two, two days we filmed eight, ten hours a day. I didn't flub a word. And I had to pull up a second time. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's so hard. Crazy. You know, my favorite thing about Los Angeles, because not everything do I love, was In-N-Out Burger. Oh, In-N-Out Burger was by far, well, it was probably your favorite part. Did we tell them that, that we went twice? Oh, so midway through the day of filming, everyone decides to go to In-N-Out Burger. But the deacon is worried he would be bloated. So no, 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 they- not just bloated. I was probably going to have to then go to the bathroom. It was going to cause problems for shooting. Oh, he's a diva. De- Deacon <laughs> is not. a diva. Deacon no, is I, can't, I can't have that. The doc, midway through the day, with like two more interviews left, is like, I'll have a double, double animal style. Uh, yeah, which was uh, probably only 300 calories. Chopped onions, pickle chips, tomato, mustard, always fresh. How many calories is that? 670 calories. 41 grams of fat and 39 grams of carbohydrates. Wow. I'm going to tell you, it was worth it. It was, right? Yeah. The first time I went, when we didn't wait in line, when he drags us back hours later. We still waited in line. And then hours later. So then after we get done filming, now we've got to go to the airport. It's late that night, right? And and we go. And I said, there's one. We're on Hollywood Boulevard. There's one around the corner near the Chinese Theater next to Hollywood High School, right? I said, I know where it is. We'll go there. You notice everyone there like knew someone famous, kind of in a, like our director went to high school with Slash or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that. Like everybody like kind of knew someone famous. And the producer, I was, I was complaining about you and I was like, oh, the Deacon's doing this. And he's like, uh, I just had a, um, who's that actor that it's really difficult? I don't know. Oh. Okay. 
Yeah, take that part. Anyway, we walked into um, In and Out, and there was a line, but the person in front of me said, This line moves really quickly. Now, you know how when you're like at the deli line at Costco, and you grab a number, and your number is like six, and they're now serving one. Yeah. So you're like, I'm five people away. Not a big deal, right? Um, there you can't really tell, but they're calling out numbers, and you don't know where they're at. All I can tell you is when I got my number, I was number 99, and they were calling out number 43. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But it didn't take that long. Look, it, I didn't feel like it I took will that tell long. you. God, as per the deacon, created the world in a shorter amount of time. And it took me for you to get the burger the second time we went to the place. Uh, I think that was the biggest part of your frustration. It was the second time, right? Uh, yes, yes. And you know what? I know the reason you love that place. Exactly. Is because they're religious. Yeah. I mean, on um, my fry container, there was a verse, Nahum 1-7. Who? Nahum. Nahum? Yeah, Nahum. Spell Nahum for me. That's a real thing in yeah, the Bible? N-A-H-U-M, yeah. Nahum, okay. The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knoweth them that trust in him. And so it's almost like, and they didn't put the verse on there. They just put the stuff on there. But then I looked up Nahum because I don't know Nahum like I do John 3.16 or Proverbs 3.5 or some of those other verses you know, that are pretty, uh, Philippians 4.13, right? I can do all things. So they put, they put Proverbs 3.5 on there? Uh, on one of them. Do you like that one? Yeah. Okay. I, I think they're all... Oh, you, I just get the sense. You just think Proverbs is okay. Proverbs is great, but everybody knows Proverbs. Oh, everyone When you go to Proverbs. Nahum, when okay. you have Nahum on yeah, your fries, yeah. I'm like... And, and they're like... I, I, went, I went to Taco Bell, and I didn't see any of that. On your water is John 14, 6, right? Which is really talks about how Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And so, because Jesus called himself a couple of times the living water. Mm. And so you're drinking in and out water. Meanwhile, you're reading this verse about the living water. So I thought it was cool. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know there was a religious component, but you I'll tell know, you, I'll tell you my favorite always... religious part of our weekend. Okay, and I enjoyed. Uh, you know, we worked hard and it was fun, um, and I'm excited for this opportunity. But then we got to wander a little bit, and we definitely wandered into oh, yeah. the the uh, the home of Scientology. Oh, that was cool. Oh, and we asked them to take pictures of us. Yeah. And, and the lady, the lady, she was obviously not a scientist. She could have cared less. She's like, yeah, just take your pictures out there. Yeah. So we got Doc and the Deacon pictures like in the science. She didn't want us anywhere near anything that was real. No, but you know what? Uh, Tom Cruise, who is maybe the most famous Scientologist, uh, my favorite stories in that book, Going Clear, that then got me made a documentary, yeah. is that they had trained when he was like a before or after Katie Holmes they trained a young woman who was a Scientologist who was beautiful and intelligent to try to become his girlfriend and so for a year she went through training in the Scientology group yeah. so that when they were introduced to like a dinner party on a date that she would be ready to be the perfect girlfriend well, that's smart I mean, that sounds crazy to me. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty nuts. <laughs> you know, my other favorite one is that uh, is Justin... that what happened to Ivanka? <laughs> oh, oh. Um, um, I... <laughs> Poor Ivanka. Uh, how about this? Justin Bieber challenged Tom Cruise to a fight recently. Did you hear that? I don't know if I... I, I think I saw something like that. I don't Who know do you think details. would win in a fight? One's young, one's older, but obviously he's in good shape. I, I think Tom Cruise would win. Do you? I, Justin Bieber's a punk. Yeah. 
I think I agree. Yeah. I think I agree. I thought my favorite religious part of of the uh, of that trip was when we were walking down Hollywood Boulevard and there was a group of people holding up signs and chanting um, as they're walking across the road. Jesus is the way. Repent of your sins. Jesus is the way. And it reminded me of those, like when I was growing up, was, uh, was back in the more Bible-thumping days yeah. when you had people on street corners holding their Bibles saying, you're going to hell. You're going to hell. Jesus is the way. Um, and and it was a, it's, there's a southern twang in there because I remember it like more in North Carolina. Jesus is the way. You're going to hell. Yeah. You know? And I thought, man, I love these people's heart for God. But I think we get so mixed up in the way we deliver our messages. It would be equivalent of you walking around with a blood pressure cuff, you know, and going into In-N-Out Burger and saying, cholesterol is going to kill you. Let me take your blood pressure right now. Well, I mean, right. I mean, I don't know that anybody's going to change their ways because of that encounter. They aren't. It's, it's not the right way to do it. Um, blood pressure and cholesterol are related, correct? They are separate entities that have a correlation together. Perfect. Yes. But um, there are things I feel strongly about. Yeah. Right? You know, um, I sure feel strongly about uh, vaccines. Yeah, you're a big and, and, I, and I feel like I could be, you know, a vaccine thumper. Right? Like, I could be out there. I'm not. That's not my style. But, um, you know, I wear a t-shirt. That what else do you feel strongly about? I, I feel like you feel strongly about diabetes. Am I wrong? Well, I, I feel strongly that people that have diabetes need to be educated about it. And so that my goal as a physician is to give people the option, right? To give them the knowledge and give them my advice. Like I'm a coach, right? I can write up a beautiful play, yeah. right? My goal is to put you in a good position. And sometimes you have Michael Jordan and he makes the shot. And then sometimes um, you have, you know, Kyle Lowry and he blocks a three to win the championship. You know what? That's the same way I feel as the deacon. Yeah. Right. Because it's the same way. I can't convince anybody to change their faith or follow Christ or do whatever. But my job is to put them in a good position to understand what's available out there and, you know, what's happened in my life and to other people and how to. And you're right. I can write a great play. But at the end of the day, it requires somebody to be able to trust in that. Yeah. And take that advice and follow through with it and experience it on their own. He's like, I could write a great play like Nahum or an average one like Proverbs that everyone knows. <laughs> so, um, you know, my issue with Los Angeles is the smog. Oh, my gosh. The smog. There was a lot of smokiness everywhere. Comes from the combination of the words smoke and fog. Yeah. And it is a combination of carbon dioxide. I felt like I was at a Prince concert all <laughs> night <day> long. <laughs> It's actually, in L.A., it's more yellow than purple because it is what we call photochemical smog. It's basically when emissions from the car and carbon monoxide intermix with volatile organic compounds from the atmosphere. Los Angeles has the highest risk of getting smog for a few different reasons. Um, So it's in a basin. It has the water on one side and the mountains on the other side. So it's hard for, like, the smog to kind of run off. Also... It happens in places that are sunny, warm, dry, and they have the oceans. It was not that dry, but with it lots rained of cars. While we were there. It didn't. It never rains. Smog um, has changed a lot, though, right? Mm. Evolving Since smog? the 1970 Clean oh, Air yes. Act. The smog evolution? Well, they, st- they still have smog. And actually, every day, you can look at the air quality index. 
And um, under 85 is normal. Today in Los Angeles, right now it's 87, which is pretty good. Yeah, that's a good day for that. Yeah, it's not too bad. Um, but it is definitely known that on days where the smog level is higher, and actually one of my buddies was out there, Olu, I uh, consulted him. There are higher risks of people coming in with uh, flares of emphysema, asthma, bronchitis. It basically will inflame your passageways can dry your eyes, make your throat sore, cause some shortness of breath, and uh, nose irritation. They definitely, in the highest smog days, have more people admitted to the hospital and ER visits. After In-N-Out, uh, we were in the car for a minute, and our air quality index was low because of the dock. I just want to put it out there. I'm, not, I'm just saying. I mean, I'm not the one who had just had a double-double animal-style burger. <sighs> but uh, I, think, I think that Los Angeles... It's an amazing place. It is the place of opportunity. Yeah, I love that. The West Coast and the East Coast. I got a game for you. I'm ready. Okay. Um, this is going to be fun because we, we started off with a little uh, Tupac Shakur. Yeah. So now I want to do my game. It's going to be, I'm going to give you a rapper's name. And you tell me if he's an East Coast or a West Coast rapper. Oh, yeah. I mean, okay. I can do this. I grew up in the, you know. DMX. Oh, East Coast. And he's insane. He's from like the Buffalo type area. He's crazy. Where my dog's at? Holla. We right here, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> rough, rough, rough. Yeah, rough riders. Yeah. Um, there, was, there was one of his uh, albums where it's just like a picture of him and there's just like blood dripping down his face. And I was like, I was like 17. I was like, this is so cool. Oh man, I love rough, rough riders roll, roll. Yes. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Public Enemy. Oh, East Coast, New York City. Okay. Yeah, this guy's good. Schoolboy Q. Um, since I don't know him, I'm going to go West Coast. You're correct. Nate Dogg. Oh, Nate Dogg is from the West Coast. And Nate Dogg had sarcoidosis. Sarcoidosis is an, uh, an, an inflammatory disease where you get extra tissue in certain areas. Yeah. And it often will affect the lungs. It's basically an infiltrative, like, extra connective type tissue that gets, and it will cause bilateral hilar adenopathy, and it ends up people on steroids, and... Uh, rest in peace, Nate Dogg, who died from sarcoidosis. So, man, I, I'm becoming more and more impressed by you, Doc. Uh, Warren G. Um, Warren G., who is with Nate Dogg in the song Regulate, one of my favorite songs, Regulators Mount Up, is actually related to, um, um, I can't remember if he was Dr. Dre's nephew. Yeah. And Regulators Mount Up is maybe one of my favorite songs ever from the sh- movie Above the Rim soundtrack that Tupac was in. Yeah, I got my wife a shirt that has a bike on it. It's because she spins a lot and it says, Regulators, mount up. I like him. Um, all right, last one. The Wu-Tang Clan. Uh, cash rules everything around me. Cream, cream get the money. Dollar, dollar, dollar bill, bill, y'all. So I, uh, I love Method Man, love Bread Man, Jizza, Rizza, the whole thing. My favorite one, Old Dirty Bastard. There was a time where he was making so much money, but somehow he got like... Food stamps or unemployment, and he had MTV go with him so that they could watch him um, collect his money. Crazy. So, we're East Coast or West Coast? Oh, I mean, he's from the East Coast. Okay. Last one, Nas. Uh, Nas is also from the East Coast. Yeah, he's from here. He, you know, he, he has a beef with Jay Z. Uh, his, his song, One Mike, uh, an Illmatic album, was great. But I will tell you, Los Angeles was amazing. It was. And when I got home, you know, it, it was sweet. People put balloons, right? Like, we're just two random dudes who may have a shot to have a television show, no matter what, we're going to still sit in the same place and make podcasts. We appreciate everyone's support. Holla. But I'll tell you who I didn't get support from. I came home, and, and, and my son was excited to see me. I gave him a hug, and he's like, Daddy, 
how'd you do? And I was like, actually, I think it went great. And he's like, are you going to get a TV show? And I'm like, well, it's probably not. It's really complicated, but, but there's a small chance, right? Like, there's a chance. And he goes, oh, daddy, I don't want to move to Los Angeles. <laughs> Did you tell him, hey, hey, buddy, no matter what, we certainly loved L.A. And we hope to go back. Yeah. But our heart will always be right here in Philly, right? You know it. Yeah. Philly for life. Holla. But California... California love. No. Shake it, shake it, baby. Come on. Shake it, shake it. California knows how to party. California knows how to party. But I will tell you, if you're from the East Coast, don't mess with that California marijuana. It will mess you up. Mess you up, I have heard. Two things you can always count on. The doc is in. And the deacon speaks. Hey, you know, uh, one thing that we're working on right now is actually a YouTube channel. YouTube. Doc and the Deacon. I have no idea what we decided to make a YouTube channel, but I'm having fun with it. Yeah, we're trying some stuff out there. So we're trying to come up with different forms of, of media to put out there and content. Uh, we've always got stuff in our brain. So check us out. Check us out on Twitter, at Doc Deacon. Check us out on Instagram, Doc and the Deacon. Check us out online, DocandTheDeacon.com. Check out our new Facebook page. It's been going for about a couple of months right now and and is you know we're putting a bunch of stuff on there we got a youtube channel uh anything else no too much stuff the the people have had enough we have two beautiful wives thank you for for supporting us we've got a producer and tucker butler music by our boy franchise and i want to give a shout out to um plausible films plausible and the uh, production company that has taken a chance on us thank you guys yeah we appreciate it can't wait to see what happens and let's make a sizzle sizzle Excellent brain trust to market it, brandness that's set in stone like the Ten Commandments. This show gon' be around for infinite years. I think we can all agree on ice cold beers. 100% authentic, you can't fake it. Often imitated, but never duplicated. So knowledgeable, take a lot of facts in. Now I'm coming to close it like a Rodis Chapman.